everyone. Welcome to SparkCast podcast. I'm Nicole Smith, the Office and Communications Manager for Spark. And I'm Emma Arnott, the Marketing and Branding Manager, and we are thrilled to have you join us today. Yes, so much. And you know, Emma, entrepreneurship has a lot to do with energy. You know, having the right energy, having enough energy, good use of our energy, and making sure that we're feeding that energy the best diet we possibly can. I totally agree. And usually when we begin down the road to self-employment, we take a lot of time to consider if we know enough about our target business, about the technical, logistical, and financial hurdles uh, we make encounter and getting confident in our ability to deliver our offerings. That is so true. And in doing all of that, it's way too easy to get caught up in the details and overlook the value of ensuring our most important relationship. And that's the relationship with our partners, right? Yes. Um, that, that that relationship is working for us and being nurtured, which is why I'm so excited that we have Tim Weir and Randy Radul with us today. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks so much for having us, guys. We're so pleased to be here, and uh, we're kind of we're really stoked about this kind of uh, this kind of topic because it's been part of our experience. And as both of us tend to be, we tend to be very uh, very engaging people. We like to contribute to other people's successes. So. Um, that's, a, that, that's one of the reasons why we're just super happy to be here. Yeah, well, we're thrilled because we know that in our conversations that the passion that you guys have for uh, not only entrepreneurship, but for couples uh, being successful together is such a great thing. Like, it's, it's very important to you guys. And uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and where that passion comes from? Do you want to go start? For sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Randy. I am definitely passionate about helping entrepreneurs bridge the gap um, in taking control of their most important relationship in their life, which is what which is with their partners, because I've had a lot of experience with entrepreneurship and uh, and marriage and actually losing a marriage, ending a marriage and starting a new partnership with Tim. And so I've had a lot of experience and also some strategies that I've used myself and shared with my clients. Yeah, I, I've got to echo Randy's experience there. Um, as the president of a com- consulting company where what I do is focus on enhancing companies growth uh, or just general organizations of any kind. Um, I, I work with startups uh, right up to multi-million dollar companies to help them to find ways to develop proper strategies and coaching and how to connect to the right resources and the right clients. And that part of me really became out of balance and it became something that was really consuming for me. and and it impacted my previous marriage. So that was a major, major impact for me. So it's really important. And it's part of the experience that we're trying, that we hope to share with you guys. It's, it's actually one of the reasons that I became a life and leadership coach working with executives and leadership teams, because I learned so many relationship strategies that I bring to the boardroom to help um, executives lead their team more effectively. And they're the same strategies that we can use to take care of our intimate and personal relationships. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like, um, like entrepreneurship always comes with a Cost. But in your cases, it was even costlier. And I'm sure you're not the only ones uh, that, that this kind of cost happens. And so I'm, Emma and I are looking forward to uh, hearing all about uh, what you guys have learned and grown so that other entrepreneurs can, uh, can learn and grow and uh, maybe, uh, you know, avoid that kind of a situation. Um, yeah, see the icebergs coming. 
That's yeah, that's you're right. right. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So good. fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being willing. So, um, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Tim, you mentioned a lot of impact. So, yes, running your own business, uh, it does impact all areas of your life. Uh, that's been made clear. Uh, so what's so important about how we navigate our entrepreneurial journey as a couple? Well, it's a great question because if we, if we aren't actually finding uh, ways to make sure that we're in alignment, uh, and we're going to talk a bit about what four primary areas that we suggest are, are, are ways to focus on it. If we don't have those things in alignment, then whatever whatever energy we put into our actions in our daily lives in our work, it it gets it gets magnified in our personal relationships if we're out of alignment. So we're going to be focusing on a couple of different things. We're going to be focusing on core values. We're going to be focusing on, uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how to be built self and other awareness. We're going to talk a little bit about um, how to have skillful communication. And we're going to talk about a bit about visioning. Uh, and, and we'll break that a little bit down and Randy and I'll kind of break it out a little further. Cool. That sounds so exciting. And uh, Randy? Anything you want to add to that? I think we've uh, we've got so many tools to share, really. But uh, <laughs> Tim and I sat down and and thought about the four biggest bang for your buck tools if we could share with couples navigating entrepreneurship. And so we um, will tell you about those in just a minute. I would say that um, when you don't have alignment in your relationships, you certainly leak a lot of energy. And, and, you know, we've got a finite amount of energy to run all of the priorities in our life. So making sure that we get clear and navigate the waters of entrepreneurship as a couple consciously and looking proactively is super important to being set up for success in your marriage, partnership or any intimate relationship. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to learning about these tools as a married woman and as an entrepreneur. I could use all the help I can get to make sure that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we jump into yeah. tool number one, please? So talking about tool number one, I guess we're really talking about core values and uh, and where how, how we establish our priorities. And it kind of comes back to a simple question. If I was asking you what what your core values were, could you list maybe your top five just right right away? And you might take a little time to think about it, and you might struggle a little bit. I know that when Randy and I first talked about this, I absolutely struggled. So it's really critical for us to recognize what those what those things are, because when we do that, we we look at uh, we, we look at uh, my personal reasons, for example, are are addressed around things like. Uh, making sure that I have flexibility and that I have financial freedom and that I can use my skills to deliver things because if I'm honest, I didn't like to be micromanaged in my in my roles in my work. So I wanted those kinds of freedoms and I had to recognize how did that impact in my life and in my, and in my, in my relationship. Um, so in order to do that, what we want to do is we want to make sure that people have some tools to look at We've developed a, a three-step process where we help people to identify um, things that make them happy, things that fulfill them, and things that make them feel proud about about uh, about their action and how they use that energy. And then, and, and as a result, that really es- establishes what it's worth to us. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that that the worth and the value that we're creating in our relationships uh, really leaves us feeling that way. Yeah. So that's the foundation, essentially, of you as a being and then that's so done individually first between both of you like where you would just really identify your main criteria how many core values would you say are absolutely essential 
fantastic question. I love that question, Emma, because um, typically what we what we do is we do need to understand what our core values are, but we also need to look at them and how they overlap. Mm-hmm. Because in our relationships, you, you ask yourself, are you exactly the same as your partner? You're not. And there's going to be some color and some edges that where that where there is some sharing and there where there isn't. So we suggest typically if you find like about 10 good solid words for 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 your val- for your core values that'll help if I could just add something to that, when you know your core values and the core values that you share with your partner, decisions actually become easier. You make your decisions to be in harmony with and in alignment with your core values. And research shows that when you do that, when you actually line up your life and your decision making in alignment with your core values, you do experience higher levels of happiness, fulfillment, and just general enjoyment in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is something that can actually be done whether both are entrepreneurs or not, really. And in fact, you don't even have to be entrepreneurs at all. This would probably be a good thing to do, period. Just a good Absolutely. principle. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's the thing, is that is that the, the smartest things that we can do are actually pretty simple. Yes. They're very basic. Going back to basics and relying on them, building a foundation. We just need to take the time, make the time to make that a priority. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you tell us more about some of these tools? The, the, second, <laughs> the second tool that we want to share with you is actually to not just know your core values, but to understand your personality and the personality of your partner. So I call this building self-awareness and other awareness. I've been a personality assessment junkie for most of my life. I have taken the opportunity to participate in every personality assessment from the time that I was in university all the way through my career. And the company that I worked with before starting down my entrepreneurial path really put a lot of focus to psychometric assessments. So I felt that I knew myself very well based on the filters of these assessments. But what I didn't think about and what I didn't... Um, leverage, how I didn't leverage that information was to actually think about other people's personalities. So when I started my executive coaching practice over 10 years ago, I aligned with a company called Lumina Learning, and I learned how to understand all different personality dimensions and how to speed read other people so that I could use that information to build mm-hmm. honor and respect into my relationships with them. And of course, you apply that information to your partner and experience astronomical results. In fact, one of my mentors in the Lumina world actually went as far as to say that knowing personality types and how to tailor your approach actually ends human suffering. And I think it significantly reduces human suffering when you start to realize that the way somebody interacts with you and communicates with you is not personal, it's actually their personality. And so understanding your personality, your partner's personalities, and how to tailor your approach to communication to show honor and respect is huge when it comes to investing in your personal relationships. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I completely agree with all of that. It makes sense. It's like you said, it's, it comes down to communication, really, and how to reach that person while still, you know, respecting your own, um, again, core values and what you want to see in your outcomes. But yeah, considering the other person's characteristics and communication styles. But when you want to build connection with someone, you keep talking to them the way you like to communicate without respecting or understanding the way they like to be communicated to, it uh, it changes the dynamic of the relationships a fair bit. For sure. And and it, it causes you to be other aware. Right, aware of the space that you're in, aware of the the energy that you're you're maybe portraying towards that person, right? Like I've I've done personality assessments as well, and the the last one that I did actually has 
uh, shaped my life in such a way that, um, you know, on most days, because of course everybody has bad days, <laughs> but on most days I'm able to figure out pretty quickly and, and know how to approach that person so that that person doesn't feel, um, you know, threatened or, or, you know, uh, you know, bowled it over. Or just <laughs> avoiding frustration and yes. all of those, you know, the in-between, the buffering that, you know, gets in the way of coming to a solution and conflict resolution, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Learn to read a room, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to make the decision to show up differently, right? Once you've read the room and you know that the your partner perhaps doesn't like aggressive tones mm-hmm. or direct communication, you actually have to take that information and change your approach so yeah. that you can build that connection and that rapport. And that's a key piece that, you know, a lot of people forget when I'm working with them is um, – they recognize, they can identify that person's preference, but then how do they change to build connection, show honor and respect? So it's, uh, it's something that takes a little practice. Yeah, <laughs> there has to be a willingness on your part to be mm-hmm. willing to shift a little bit. And some days, let's face it, we do that better than other days. Absolutely. <laughs> Which actually leads into tool number three. Okay, <laughs> perfect. And that is um, developing masterful communication. So we talked about personality and, and changing our our are the way that we communicate based on the person's personality. But how about structuring a difficult conversation? And how about broaching difficult topics? There's a a formula that you can follow to help build rapport and navigate difficult conversations. And, uh, And it starts with thinking about the future of the relationship that you want with this person and actually thinking about the end point that you want to get to and holding that front and foremost as you engage in the relationship. That's just one part of it. But leading with the heart and developing masterful communication is um, is a tool that we have exercises to help couples through, to help business leaders through, because as you can imagine, we have to uh, have masterful, difficult conversations in many aspects of our lives. Yeah. And I will say that um, the ones that you have at home tend to be a lot more difficult, for, at least for me, than the ones that you have in the office. I, um, I'm known as the person that will help you prepare for difficult conversations. And my clients come to me all the time to help them prep for those. But I can tell you that uh, my communication is not as masterful at home as it is in business. So, again, mm-hmm. it's understanding your triggers yeah, and, uh, and how you react to those triggers. And, again, practice, practice, practice to have those difficult conversations leading with the heart and understanding the, the future that you want to have in um, that relationship. Yeah. It's interesting too, if I can just add to that, um, on the other side of that and being the same, having the same kinds of challenges and in, in forging our relationship is when that, when, when you're on the receiving end of that, recognizing how you actually need to be open to receiving that, recognizing that this person may be in a situation where they're struggling, maybe they're stressed. There's a lot of different things that are impacting them. So it's not just uh, on, uh, on the person who is trying to execute a specific behavior or show up a certain way and use specific skills, but it's also on the recipient because as a relationship, there's always two sides. So there's, there's, the, there's, there's what's being given and there's what's being received. And we need to really check in and make sure as a couple uh, how how we're actually confirming? Am I hearing that right? Is that a story that I'm telling? What are we going to do about that? How do we how do we course correct? How do we how do we how do we clear up that that language so that we actually understand each other better? Wow, that is great. Yeah, it's a two way street. 
right? Yeah. yeah, essentially. Yeah, it goes both ways. Um, there's two channels to communication, receiving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah as a techie guy, uh, I have I come from a bit of, bit of a science affiliation and familiarity. And for every action, there's an equal and opposite <laughs> reaction. There you go. And and, and we're and we're and we're seeking to say no. We can we can choose another path. We don't have to be reactive. We can be proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is part of part of the part of the tools that we that we help to provide. Yeah. And what I love about this is that it's not it's it's not just for couples. It really is something that you can take into your everyday life as you're communicating with clients, customers, your children. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you Absolutely. Children. And actually, research does support that, yes. <laughs> that assumption. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. John Gottman, but he wrote Seven Principles to Making Marriage Work. And he actually talks about the four toxic communication styles in relationships. Industrial psychologists picked up that work and actually tested it out in the corporate world and tested that those same toxic uh, really toxic behaviors in marriages translate directly to toxic behaviors in teams and uh, have come up with some antidotes to help corporations. And, you know, so it can be applied to corporations, families, individuals, relationships. There's a lot of strategies that transfer. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's behavioral science, mostly, right? Mm-hmm. For the most yeah. part. Yep. Exactly. It's so interesting, man. I'm just, I'm just learning so much. <laughs> Humans, eh? <laughs> Humans is right. We are unpredictable and yet fantastical at the same time, right? Absolutely. Oh, man. That's great. So, so let's see. So let's review these tools because there's, you said three. So there's three so far. Tim's three got so one so more. Far. One more. Okay. There's well, let's, more, let's yeah. just, okay, so there's values. Core values. Mm-hmm. Understanding There's core values. building self and other awareness. Yep. And then there's developing skillful communications. Okay, hold on to your socks. Here's number four. I love this one because it's talking about co-creating it through through the vehicle and the, the tool of, of revisiting your vision. Because as you start to figure out what you guys want to do, like, why are we doing this? As we start to figure this out, if you don't take stock of what you've done, if you don't take a moment and you know, find an opportunity where, where we, we celebrate wins, Something that Randy's done is blows me away and, and there's this huge success or same thing with me. And we actually get together and we celebrate that. We, we, we look at each other and we, we recognize how powerful and valuable that is. If we don't do that, we're not really affirming that there's growth. We're not actually marking progress. And at the same time, we can also use that, those highs and those moments where we're creating further and deeper connection to now say, hmm, what could, what, what could we tweak? How can we refine something? Because as we started out and talked about cores, core values, we talked about it not just being um, what we what we can do, but we what, what, what the, the potential taxes on a relationship, mm-hmm. but also that it could actually promote and enhance a relationship. So how do we make that happen? Well, right. we've got some tools in place uh, in order to help you to go back and to take a look at that, to take stock, and figure out how we can actually start to help improving help improving our relationship so that. Randy pointed out how we show up in in our corporate worlds. Well, we want those to be authentic. We want those to be powerful, and that starts in the home. Mm-hmm. So the vision, mm-hmm. that vision process, is really very. Well, what important. I loved about what you just said about the vision is it's about celebrating where you've come and then putting a mark or um, an objective in the future to work towards, so that when the times get tough, you remember what you have in common in terms of your common goals. And uh, and it tends to put things back into perspective. It takes you out of the weeds and into the higher level to think about the big picture and why you're doing what you're doing with entrepreneurship and navigating your relationship and your family life. 
all towards a desired endpoint of achieving your your vision yeah. and, and living your vision. Right. This uh, reminds me of the compliment sandwich method, where you start with the good, you then you do all the you know restructuring, or you bring up the points that you know have changed. You know, um, again, as a couple grows, um, maybe it's time to move. Maybe they want to start you know a family, have children. They want like any anything that is changing the timeline, um, and then yeah. End with a compliment. Yeah. Always, always compliment sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like John, it's like the, she referred to John Gottman, who are there's like there's like the five to one ratio where you talk about positives, you talk about encouraging things, mm-hmm. you show the value in the relationship, in the value of what that individual does, and if there's something that needs to be course corrected, some a little bit of piece, some piece of, of advice or some direction then the mind is already open and hopefully we've created a situation where you're laughing and, and there's and, and everyone's defenses are not up, but you've got this openness as a couple to sort of say, hey, you know what? I'd like to see this be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. How, how would that look? Can, can you can you give me some feedback? How, how is this happening for you? And yeah. what can I do to help you? Yeah, because you don't get anywhere when defenses are up. That's... No. You know. Stonewalling is one of those things that uh, <laughs> that John Gottman calls out. So we might we might get into a little bit of that. And later. Uh, it's interesting. Of course, we don't get anywhere when our defenses are up, and so we need to make sure that we've got that bank of positivity. He calls it, where you put you're putting five positive comments in for every one negative or constructive, a harder comment to make, so that you have a positive balance to draw on. One to one ratios. There we go. <laughs> five to one five ratios. To one ratios. Five, sorry, five to one. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Apply that. One to one will feel tough. Trust that, me. Yeah, won't be enough. Won't be enough. Wow. And so that's 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 just four. And I'm I'm assuming there's there's more than the four or. Oh, there's lots. Oh, there's These so are the four, the yeah. four that we want to share with you through this wow. podcast to help set you up for success and getting the trajectory of your relationship set up for success in navigating entrepreneurship in addition to all of life's demands outside of business. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, that's amazing. And, you know, we're just wondering... Ultimately, you know, how do we participate in these tools actively? You know, in if it's not just a relationship, but... In general, yeah. Randy and it's Tim just funny. pointed at each we other. Do you want to take this one? Do you want to take this one? <laughs> the floor is yours, whoever takes it. Well, there I, are so – I'll take it. I'll grab it. Um, there's so many ways that you can um, actively participate in these tools. You can uh, connect with us to get on to our, um, our list to send the values exercise. But even if you just do a bit of research and Google and understanding mm-hmm. – how to get in touch with your core values. You can download resources uh, there with respect to understanding yourself and others. Again, a Google search would uh, come up with some great results, but we would love to connect with you to show you the tools that we use in our practice to help understand yourself and others. And our tools, they show you how your personality changes in different situations and, and gives you some real strategies to help build connection with different types of people. Yeah, we didn't really go into uh, our own personal stories too too much. Um, but one of the things that I can that I can uh, absolutely state is that through this process, it has shaped how I show up, uh, and it's a continuum. It's a continuous growth path, uh, and it's changed who I am from my previous relationship, uh, where I'm very aware of where where my shortcomings were, and also where our misalignments that I permitted to be. Um, and sometimes even thought that they were good, uh, which was which was just crazy. Now, now that I look through it through a, a more mature lens, so 
one of the things that that really stands out to me in what we're trying to offer, though, is that you're not alone, and that there are resources. And sometimes those resources are are they're they're static and, and they're ones you can reach out to. Um, but it's always nice to have just a a bit of accountability that's outside of yourself, just to say, hey, are we on are we on track here? Does this look right to you? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can be in the forest and just be seeing trees and we actually lose perspective. So having that external resource, having external tools, it's a huge help. And I, and, and I'm thankful to offer it. I wish, Hmm. I wish I'd made use of it earlier. (laughs) Well, yeah, it sounds like we've just scratched the surface on these, you know, this advice and these tools. So we should definitely do another podcast, I think, to dive a little deeper into, like you said, your personal uh, stories a little more and yeah, learn more about these tools. Yeah. I love that. I think one of the number one takeaways that I have from this work is that you just need to make some time. These tools that we talk about, they're not rocket science, but they're often overlooked in relationships and communication. And uh, and so just being conscious of that and taking taking control of your future and your destiny by being proactive is something that I think listeners should take away to help Im- improve their relationships and navigating entrepreneurship together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think you have a brilliant idea, Emma, and we need to have Tim and Randy over again. Would you guys be interested in doing another podcast with us? Yes, we would love that. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, well, that's great. So um, we want to thank you both so much for joining us uh, today. And we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us as well. Um, If people want to know more, where can they find you guys? One of the easiest places to find each of us individually is on LinkedIn. We can definitely share our profile in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Um, and uh, it, it helps us to helps us to establish some connection and we can start the conversation from there. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much. And until next time, this is Nicole. And Emma. Signing off.